Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, praise you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank you so much for today, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, to know you, uh, to love you, to serve you, to come to encounter you in a deeper way. And we just ask Jesus that your uh, Holy Spirit and your grace would be alive and well in our hearts and that you would make us, uh, Lord, instruments of your mercy and your grace and your love uh, to those around us, Lord, and even to the ends of the earth, uh, that we could be the church that fulfills the Great Commission and uh, loves you wholeheartedly and without reserve. Uh, we ask it in your holy name. Amen. amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Today's guest is Mr. Joseph Summers. <laughs> I knew that. Joseph Summers, uh, a great Catholic. Uh, he's the associate director for family missions in Abbeville. Joseph and I have been friends for quite a while. He's just uh, a, a, an amazing soldier for Christ. Um, he's a young guy. Uh, w- that ha- happens to have five boys. Five boys, yeah. <laughs> but it's just a, a, just a real honor for us to have him on the show. We've been trying to get together for a while, and welcome to the show, Joseph. Thanks, Todd. It's awesome to be here. Uh, I just want to commend you for the great work you're doing here at Cajun Catholics, and uh, it's always a blessing to have the opportunity to kind of share about the Lord and what he's doing in my life and, uh, and also at Family Missions Company and all the rest. So praise Okay, God. so people that are on fire for Christ at a level that's uh, at, at, a, at a 10 or higher, which is where you are in my mind, I want to know all of it. I want to know the story. Tell me from your youth. Just tell me a little bit about, about, about your life uh, from the beginning. Sure, awesome. Well, um, I was really blessed uh, to be born into a Catholic missionary family. So my parents are Frank and Jeannie Summers. They're both Louisiana natives. They're two Cajun Catholics, but weren't always that way. Um, my parents had a radical conversion uh, some 10 years into their marriage where things were kind of on the rocks and, and falling apart, and the Lord intervened. My mom wrote a couple books that share the testimony and the story. Uh, some of your listeners will have read those, but um, definitely could recommend them. Go Your Ascent, and then our family's Book of Acts. But basically, what it does is it shares a story of their conversion and, and transformation. And um, in that conversion, they felt God calling them to sell everything they had, give alms to the poor, and follow Him. At the time, they were successful, you know, living the American dream, and God kind of turned that upside down um, and, and sent them on this incredible odyssey of faith, this journey of faith that led them to serve as missionaries, Catholic missionaries, which is sort of unheard of uh, in, in their world and uh, to many Catholics even today, and, and as, especially as lay people. And so they did that, and I was uh, one of their kids that came along in that journey. So I'm one of seven uh, brothers and sisters, and uh, I'm number six of seven. I was born in the Philippines. So I, I guess I was just really blessed to be born into a family that was on fire for the Lord and where Jesus was at the center of our family life and everything that uh, we we did, um, but of course, uh, I remember hearing a radio preacher one time say that God doesn't have any grandchildren, and so uh, my relationship with Jesus can't be uh, simply through my parents' uh, fervor for the Lord, and, and in, any parents who, who love the Lord will know that, and any young people with parents who love the Lord will know that to have a real relationship with Jesus, it has to be your own and personal, and so for me, I think Kind of that was my foundations, my roots, and I always I, I grew up to 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 know and love Jesus. But I want to say it was really in in junior high and high school where my relationship with the Lord became my own and and personal, and and really started having a daily personal prayer life, 
And that was just a foundation for me. And the greatest gift I always say that my parents ever gave me was a challenge to pray every day and read scripture every day. And uh, from about the time I was 11 to today, that's been, uh, that's been, you know, foundational for me and has been something that's sort of governed and guided and uh, uplifted the rest of my life. So that's been my relationship with Jesus. And, and so through high school, uh, really trying to live my faith and, and finding that challenging. And of course, at the same time, finding people, others who, who shared a conviction for the Lord. And that was a, a huge blessing. And so anyway, that's kind of how my relationship with Jesus developed and, and has been really for me, uh, his faithfulness and his uh, constancy have been, you know, the greatest gift in, in my so life. So VC, did you go? I did. I went yeah. to VC. I went to Mount Carmel uh, in Abbeville my, my freshman, I mean, sorry, my uh, eighth grade year. And then I went to Vermont Catholic my ninth grade year. Uh, and then after that, I homeschooled the last three years of, of high school because at, around that time, uh, my parents had started a ministry called Family Missions Company. Um, and at that time, things were kind of picking up, and we were taking a lot more mission trips and, and short-term groups down to Mexico, and I really enjoyed and loved doing that. And so um, I, I kind of, with, with my parents, obviously, a blessing and, and guidance, had the opportunity to homeschool the last three years so I could be more involved on the mission work side of things, and, and I certainly uh, was blessed by that, by that experience and that decision. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I think everyone would dream to have a, a parents and a family like that. I know for me, that's just uh, the ultimate, you know, and I, I can't imagine uh, just growing up in that kind of environment. That's so beautiful. What, what did it look like? Uh, we're talking about rosaries, adoration, you know, what, what, what's typically in your house? Sure. Okay. Well, definitely. Well, I will say this, uh, full disclosure, like no family is perfect. And I think there's a, there's a tendency to try to um, idealize uh, things. And that certainly... Um, you know, just like every other family, like we have our issues and our struggles and our brokenness. Um, but I can also say in the same breath, my parents have been my heroes uh, in the faith as well. So, um, that both of those things are true. And, um, and so for us, I think what, what really, uh, that was like, one, one is our missionary, like vocation made it very easy to identify as, you know, Jesus being at the center of our life. But Jesus was really at the center of our life. And uh, so daily family prayer um, was was a real thing. We ate meals together and said grace together and um, and then prayed together as a family and in a in an, a child friendly way, you know, so there wasn't necessarily as kids a, a ton of rosaries and adoration, though that definitely was real and a part of our lives. But our daily, our in and out day to day was just sitting together as a family, each child having opportunity to give thanks for something or several things, and then reading a scripture or reading a, a Bible, a kid's Bible book or something, and then commenting, sharing on that, uh, reflecting on that, and then closing with prayer intention. So every each one of us uh, prayed, and 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 that was huge. I mean, that was our day to day uh, deal. And then one, like I kind of mentioned earlier, when I got to be eleven years old. Uh, there was an invitation. My mom, I remember this conversation uh, clearly just inviting me not, not only just to have our family prayer life, but to have my own personal prayer life. And so really from that time, and with scripture reading, so with, with the reading of scriptures. Another thing that my, my family did very well, I think, was obviously like corporal works of mercy, like we were engaged in missionary work throughout my life, and uh, people were invited into our home, radical hospitality. My my family is some of those most hospitable people uh, con- constantly had people at our, our dinner table and and not just you know well-to-do folks but the the poor and those in need those in difficult situations uh both in foreign missions but also here stateside as well todd and so like that was a constant witness uh, to me and then 
trying to think uh, other things. So another thing that my family did very well growing up is celebrate liturgical seasons. So, we, you know, we, we made a big deal out of Advent and Lent and Easter and uh, even feast days. Uh, today is actually the feast of St. Therese of Lisieux. We were talking about that on the car ride over here. And she is the patron saint, the patroness of missions, foreign missions. And so, uh, you know, we would have celebrated that growing up or, or my, my name's Joseph Anthony. So I remember as a kid, uh, and this kind of comes from the Latin American culture. That's one of the great blessings of being a missionary. You pick up cool things from different parts of the world, but, um, we would celebrate St. Joseph's feast day on, on that day and, uh, or St. Anthony's feast day. It was kind of made to be a big deal so that we could celebrate those things. It's kind of a, a perk of being Catholic. We have all these cool, uh, things that are part of our faith, and uh, my family just did a really good job, much better job even than, than I do, uh, uh, awesome. though I try with my kids uh, doing, doing all, right, all that. Touch on a little bit um, the, the, the locations. Uh, one of the inspirations for Cajun Catholic was how we are really preaching out there into the four corners of the earth, and you guys are that on steroids, you know. Where is the mission company, you personally, your parents? Give me some ideas of the places y'all Sure. Been. Okay. So, yeah, so my family— uh, kind of had their conversion experience in, in the 1970s, I want to say. And then after decades of their own family, our own family's journey in missions and following Jesus um, in 1997, felt called uh, back here to the States. They, they were here in Louisiana and Louisiana's home, Acadiana's home. And so here we were just kind of waiting on the Lord, seeking him. And it was in that that they felt God calling them to uh, found Family Missions Company. So Family Missions Company was a response to kind of God's call in their life to share what they had learned as Catholics, serving the Lord as missionaries, and to share that with other lay Catholics who might feel a similar call. Now, I can say in, in 1977, people were not knocking down the doors to, to sell all and, and go into foreign missions. I mean, it's sort of a radical uh, right. response. But um, you know, fast forward now, it's been 22, 23 years. It's really phenomenal to see um, how people from around the world, literally, and certainly around the country, and also, also here in Acadiana, have uh, felt a call to foreign missions. And you kind of see that happening even more in the church in general, a greater emphasis on evangelization, um, a greater emphasis, especially with Pope Francis, on mission and service to the poor. And, uh, and so I think because of that, there's a great fruitfulness, even at Family Missions Company, in the numbers of vocations that are coming out. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, so as far as where in the world, um, you know, my family served all over. Um, you were telling me their conversion. Did that happen stateside or something? Yeah, they were here. So when they... When they uh, when they had their conversion experience and then subsequently their call to missions, um, they, my dad was a lawyer uh, serving as a district assistant district attorney in Abbeville. My mom was writing for, uh, the paper, uh, in Abbeville. She loves media, So she would love, uh, that we're doing this. And, and so they were kind of doing their thing and, and sort of following, you know, pursuing the American dream, as I say, you know, trying to, to set, set a life for themselves. They had one shot at the time, my oldest brother, uh, Bo and, and it was in that context, really, after 10 years of marriage, that, you know, having their marriage not really founded on, on Jesus, things were not so great uh, there. And um, their marriage was disintegrating. In in that darkness, you know, God stepped in. My dad at the time was uh, an atheist or an agnostic at best. He really wow. wasn't like, you know, it wasn't that he just kind of didn't believe in the Lord. I uh, certainly didn't believe it mattered. And, and it would, you know, but God... Um, really spoke into his life in a, in a profound way at that time. So definitely not foreign missionaries, not, you know, they were here in Abbeville, uh, two Abbeville families. In fact, you know, our, our grandparents were, uh, were pretty close. I, I want to say, um, 
your your is that your grandfather or father Mickey Fortune? Uh, Mickey's my uncle. Okay, Mickey Fortune. Okay, yes. yes. I think he and my grandfather were pretty close at one yeah, point. Yeah, Mickey. They were real involved in Curcio. Yeah. So our listeners are screaming out there right now. I can hear them. I, uh, what's the story? Come on. What's the conversion story? Okay. We want to hear that. Sure, sure. So the the book does a much better job than I will right now, but. Um, Basically, my uh, my my mom and dad, as I mentioned, you know, were uh, were married for some time, but um, at that time, like this, there wasn't, uh, you know, there wasn't a solid. Maybe it got to the point where it wasn't a solid marriage, went healthy, and um, and and in that, my mom just kind of was looking at, uh, you know, divorce, and and she had actually gotten to the point where she would took my oldest brother Bo, and went uh, to visit her cousin. Uh, also named Mickey, her, uh, in, in Houston, who had been divorced, and 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 just to kind of see what that life was like and everything. And and so while she was away, my dad was just working as a lawyer and keeping busy, probably staying occupied. And he came to the end of the week, and uh, he came home, uh, served himself a drink, sat on the couch, and uh, and just started reflecting, you know, on his life and feeling like he was had done everything he was supposed to do, and and yet his life was falling apart, you know, and. And so in that, just a deep sadness took over. And for the first time in his adult life, he's probably about 30 years old at the time, he just began to, to cry and, and really to, to weep and, and then started to feel embarrassed because he felt that somebody was watching him. And so he kind of dried off his eyes, looked around, you know, checked out the windows, the doors, everything's locked, no one's there. And sat down, started crying again, and he felt the presence again of someone watching him. And this time, knowing it, it wasn't like someone peeking through a window, but a presence that was there near and present to him. And, uh, and just kind of having gone to Catholic school and, and, and he knew it was the presence of God in that moment. And, uh, and, and, and because of his Catholic schooling and upbringing, uh, he knew that if, if it was God, it was Jesus. And if it was Jesus, Jesus was supposed to be the Savior. And so my dad prayed a, probably a sincere prayer for the first time in a decade or more and said, Jesus, if you are the Savior, save me and my marriage. And it was that point that kind of was the turning point for my family. Uh, and, you know, he called actually the priest at the time who had been in prayer, a prayer meeting, charismatic prayer group, praying for my family because they were uh, notoriously kind of outspoken against the church and all. And so in that, uh, the priest said, come on over. This is after 10 o'clock at night, you know, come on over. And uh, and he heard his confession that night in his rectory and, uh, and sent him home with a... Um, with a penance of reading, uh, I think the the Epistle of, of Saint John, mm-hmm. and uh, which he did, and my dad had read the scriptures before, never really meant anything to him. But that night, they were just alive for him. And you know, in a week, he had read the New Testament. In six months, he had read the Bible. In six months from there, he had read the Bible again. I mean, he just couldn't get enough. And even you know, later later that evening, or maybe it was the next day, my mom came home from her trip out, and my dad had written her a letter, uh, you know, seeking asking forgiveness and, and mercy and. Uh, and then also, um, just through long story short, through a conversation, uh, my mom, you know, took the leap as well, and, and they decided to put all their, all their hope, all their trust in Jesus, and uh, and that was the beginning for them of a, a journey. And again, not a, not a perfect story after that, but just the beginning of a journey of a radical abandoned surrender and. Uh, and following of Jesus. Thank you for sharing yeah, that story. Because sure. family missions is legendary. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. Uh, today's guest is Mr. Joseph Summers. Uh, and um, he is just a, an awesome guy. Uh, been I'm very blessed to have him as a friend. And he's he's a prayer warrior. I want to hear about Joseph. We heard about your parents, and that's a big part of your story. But five boys. Yep, five my boys. Goodness. And my wife and I are blessed. We've been married now ten, uh, coming up on 10 years. And uh, our oldest is Anthony. He's eight. And 
Benjamin six, Samuel uh, four, Asher is two and a half, and then our baby is Philip, and he's one. And it's a it's a party at our house every day. <laughs> I wonder where they got those names from. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what's been on your heart? Tell me what's going on. With yeah, you. man. So um, for me, I, I don't know where. We've been in a role of service at Family Missions Company, uh, which is yeah, this Catholic missionary organization, apostolate, actually very special. In all of the country, there's not a lot of missionary organizations that train, receive, lay Catholics to be missionaries, particularly families. So Acadian is really blessed to have um, Family Missions Company just rooted here uh, and, and serving with missionaries around across the globe. But our role has been in the last uh, seven years and more, really, just a role of uh, executive leadership uh, with the ministry. And there's always been a vision for rotation of leadership. And so kind of we can't have come to the end of our term in January and, and gladly and, and, and blessing, uh, blessing really hand over the reins uh, to Sarah and Kevin Granger, who are my sister and brother-in-law and doing a phenomenal job in, in serving our community and our missionary and this missionary apostolate. Uh, and so my wife and I, we're just waiting on the Lord and, and praying, kind of continuing to serve uh, the missionary family, but without maybe a, as much responsibility and some of that load uh, has certainly been lifted. And just kind of waiting on Jesus and, and praying about what he has next. Our hope is to serve as, as a missionary family uh, among the third world poor, uh, where the need is greatest. You know, in the world today, Todd, there's over 7 billion people on the planet and 2 billion are Christians. So that means the remaining 5 plus billion um, most of them have yet to hear the gospel message for the first time. It's not that they've heard it and rejected it. It's that they've never been invited to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the mission today, dis- like contrary to what we feel like here in this raging Cajun Catholic bubble and even in this Western world, the reality is the vast majority of humanity has yet to hear the gospel message for the first time. And so uh, my, that's heavy on my heart, you know, and that's, that's the mission that's been entrusted to the whole church and, uh, and so for our family, we, we desire to respond to that. We just kind of wait on the Lord to, it's, it's, his, it's his mission, though. So we want to follow his, his orders. And, and, and in, in this time, we're just kind of in the season of, of renewal. And that's been just a huge blessing for us. So name some locations that y'all are, y'all are in. So for Family Missions Company, we have missionaries uh, serving in Latin America, uh, the Caribbean, Africa, and Asia. And so some of those places, I guess, would be Peru, uh, Ecuador, Costa Rica, here in the U.S., of course, Haiti, um, Kenya, uh, Morocco, India, uh, Taiwan, the Philippines, and uh, God forgive me. Oh, did I say Costa Rica and Mexico? Yeah, and okay. all these people, are, all these missions, these are, are, for the most part, local people that are out there, right? These so, are, so these are most, so we work, so we do actually have local uh, national missionaries in those places mm-hmm. as well, in many of those, some of those places, but uh, no, these are people from uh, your listeners' neighbors. Right. Uh, these are people from across uh, the United States who are families that's working there nine to five doing their thing, and God kind of steps in and says, you know, and puts a call in their life for missions. Maybe they want a mission trip. Maybe they've just been serving in their parish and just hungry for more, and they feel God tugging them. There's a burden to respond to the real need of uh, of, of world missions. And so these are... Uh, these are mostly lay Catholics, just uh, both singles and married people with families and children uh, who are who are going nuts, man, and 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 selling all and going to the ends of the earth to to bring the gospel message and to serve the poor. 
uh, and not doing it perfectly by any stretch of the imagination, but just in our imperfections are trying to respond to the great commission of Jesus. If it's not out of line, can you name a few of the local Cajun Catholics that are out there? Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, just, I think that would be fine and invite your listeners to really pray for these yes. folks and these families. But um, one of the families uh, would be the Brubacher family. Uh that, that are here from Lafayette and, and maybe uh, well-known. Um, we've had uh, missionaries uh, from the area, uh, Noah Cantrell, Olivia uh, Briolo and from Kaplan. Uh, the Romeros are from Abbeville. They're serving full-time uh, with our community now. Sarah Kerber. Sarah Kerber. Yeah, that's right. Sarah has served with us. And Braxton Callen, some of uh, some of your listeners will know as well. And and many more. I, I hate to list them because I hate to leave anybody right, out. Right. But um, but from, from both the Lafayette area and even beyond. That's awesome. Okay, so, you know, it's been a little while, but what, what I like to do on Cajun Catholics is have a little Bible trivia. And it's, sure. it's not, this is deep now. This is deep stuff, but I thought it was something that's been on my heart that yeah. I wanted to read today. Awesome. And it's a little Bible trivia for you. So this is in Mark uh, 14, uh, Mark 15, and we'll start on 14, and it's when they came to arrest Jesus. Mm. And um, make sure I'm getting to the right place. Um, uh, come on now. I had it all marked up. Let's see. Okay, here it is. I'm, I told you the wrong thing. It's in, it's in Mark 14, mm. and it's uh, 50. And it says, then all the all the, they came to arrest him, and he says, then all the disciples left him and ran away. A certain young man, dressed only in a linen cloth, was following Jesus. They tried to arrest him, but he ran away naked, leaving the cloth behind. This was in the Garden of Gethsemane when they came to arrest Jesus. Who is that little? What, what's the purpose of that? Of that? Have you do you remember reading that? Yeah, no, I'm familiar with the passage. And what's the question? Well, who's the little boy, uh-huh. and why is it important? Why is that written sure. in the gospel? I'm not sure that we know uh, from the biblical account who it is. You know, I imagine there are uh, traditions about who that would be, um, and I couldn't tell you why that detail is entered, so educate me, please. All right. <clears throat> There's this beautiful book called The Life of Christ that um, p- got passed around my family years, 50 years ago, mm-hmm. and, and, and landed back in my, in my lap a year ago. And and it's a beautiful description of of that and 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 kind of how that came about. But the belief is is that the Garden of Gethsemane was owned by um, by Mark the the Apostle Mark mm-hmm. the, the the writer of mm-hmm. uh, Mark's parents because mm. it, uh, that's why it was a very nice place and that was a safe place for Jesus. So a, a linen cloth would have been a sign of wealth because mm-hmm. people slept naked for the most part. And, and so if someone slept on a linen cloth, it was a sign of wealth, and it was a young man. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the point of it was that they, they believed that Mark wrote himself into the, into the gospel, that uh. it was Mark, because he was about 16 years old mm-hmm. when the story was written. Mm-hmm. And it was just a subtle way to say, yeah. hey, he was there. I was there. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. I've never heard that. That's All great. right. How you like them apples? <laughs> great that's awesome <laughs> so anyway um back to joseph um he's just uh like i said um just a great man he's a prayer warrior and um you know ever since i met him um you know he's always been deep in prayer this guy's got a strong connection with the holy spirit and i know one of the things that's always on his heart is to uh raise money for their mission how can we do that how can our listeners get more involved and, and maybe get involved in the mission Awesome. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you asking that. And and definitely, I mean, missionary activity is is not really uh, the specific work of Family Missions Company. Of course, of course, it is. But it's really uh, Pope and Saint John Paul II would say it's the fundamental commitment of the whole people of God. 
So he, he writes that in Mission Redeemer. And so uh, the fundamental commitment of the whole people of God. So we could look at our lives and examine them and say, like, am I fundamentally committed to the mission of the church? And uh, and specifically, and he's specifically speaking to uh, the mission agentis, so to those unreached, to those untouched by the gospel. And if and if we're not doing that as a church, then, I mean, who's going to be doing that? So um, one of the amazing ways that everyone can participate in the mission of the church and get more fundamentally committed to the mission of the church is, uh, I guess, two huge ways. Um, one would be uh, through prayer and just be daily and, and constantly praying for missionaries. Please pray for Family Missions Company by name. Please pray for any missionaries you may know by name. Pray for the work that we're doing. Pray for God's uh, anointing and blessing and grace and wisdom and guidance and uh, any anything that we need to, to live out that mission. Uh, certainly appreciate those prayers. Um and then uh, pray. Uh, so that's one way. And then everyone, of course, first of all, God may be calling you to be a missionary. So there might be people listening to this particular program today who wish they weren't feeling called to missions or who are excited they are. And maybe God's tugging in their hearts to, to respond and to say yes and to make a uh, at least a two-year commitment to to serve as missionaries, maybe a lifetime commitment, we hope. So um, so those are some—that's some, the, a big way. But even if that's not maybe the call that's on your life, like, God is calling us all to support this work and this mission. And so anyone and everyone can give and contribute to the work of missions financially. I, I mean, I think uh, it would make sense for all Catholics to be to be tithing, to be giving a, a, a set and real portion of that's appropriate to, to what they're they're taking in. That's all these blessings are from God, you know, and uh, to give back and to dedicate uh, our funds, to put our money where God's heart is, uh, which is serving the poor, which is evangelizing, and that's the work of Family Missions Company. So to make Family Missions Company maybe a part of your giving and your tithe, and that can be done online. You can go to our website, familymissionscompany.com. You can call us in the office. We'd be happy to set something up and you want to give in a big way then you know we'd be happy to connect but just praying and supporting and making it a regular part of what you're doing is awesome and and goes a long way uh one of the things that's kind of cool happening right now in our in our diocese is family missions company um recently about a year ago acquired a uh youth camp in abbeville uh some of you will have known it as camp woodman and we've just redubbed it uh stillwater catholic retreat center and so we're excited because after decades of conversation about you know we need a catholic retreat center a diocese that can accommodate large groups and things it's happening right now and that might be a way that some some feel inspired to give uh, to the work of Family Missions Company by even investing here in, in our local community uh, in this retreat facility. So those are some things that come to mind. I know y'all have needs <clears throat> for automobiles. We try and help certainly when we can. And, yeah. uh, and you know, um, give me some of those needs that y'all, I mean, if somebody had a vehicle they wanted to donate, you, you guys would certainly Yeah, we, we sure have. I mean, in fact, uh, vehicles are a blessing. You know, we have our missionary families uh, who need vehicles. Um when they're coming back through and then we kind of keep a certain number of vehicles on our fleet just that are shared by our missionary community uh and people who need who need transportation so yeah that's always a blessing and um and then there's ways to volunteer and because we're one of the cool things is because we're local here in abbeville i mean there's there's opportunities to to put in some sweat equity into the mission of the church and you don't even have to leave acadiana there's also opportunities to go on a foreign mission trip you know maybe going for a week on a week-long mission trip uh could be something that some of you have done and, and others it's, it's such an awesome way to experience god in a new way and to to give you know to give uh, to him and to serve others uh in need and, and see god working in your life through that just a minute left in the show yep. tell them some of the upcoming trips that they that, that could be a part sure of. so we i mean we 
we have trips all year long throughout uh, throughout the globe. All those countries I mentioned, we have groups going. There's usually a trip over Thanksgiving break. There's uh, a trip or two over the, the Christmas and winter break holidays, usually in, in January. And then re- really with spring break, the trips start kind of blowing up. So if you're interested in that, uh, again, you can go to our website, familymissionscompany.com. And uh, there's a tab there for mission trips, and it can kind of lead you the rest of the way. All right. Well, you've had we've had Joseph Summers on the show. Um, he's just, like I said, a, a great man and a blessing to Acadiana. Thank you for all the work y'all have done. You guys are the true Cajun Catholics. And uh, until next time, uh, we ask you to and always engage the Catholic, uh, the Cajun Catholic in you. Be like Joseph and get out there and get some good work done. Thank you for being here Praise today. Praise God. Thank right. you I so much, Todd. I appreciate it. Likewise. Right. God bless you.